0: What's up everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. Welcoming you to another installment of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me as always, it's the little brother Jace. How you doing, Bro shot?
1: If the wind does right,
0: there I'm doing go. good. You're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right this time. Last episode you were all over the place. But yeah, Yeah, I was like,
1: I, I see it this way, and you flip the camera and there we're
0: Y'all mess. Alright. Things that are all a mess. Not involve anything with Disney Plus. Let's talk about them before we go to DC, which is decidedly a mega mess. First up, Miss Marvel. I'm still conflicted as to why Disney was like, yo, we've got Obi Wan going, let's also put out Miss Marvel. Because for those of us who stay up till three o'clock to watch certain shows, uh, it's a little tricky. But Miss, I finally watched Miss Marvel and I absolutely loved it. I just think that what they did with this felt like an ABC 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010 sitcom where the kid is the star and the family's cool. They're not annoying, but it's all about the the teen who's a star. And the parents were great. Her brother wasn't a jerk. I love the fact that they didn't go with the typical, oh, the, the big sibling's gonna be a nuisance, a pest the whole time. Her brother was cool. Her best friend is cool. she has got another friend at school. And this was probably the first superhero show that I was not rushing for them to get her into a costume, showing off her powers. If anything, that may have been my least favorite part of the episode, because I was just loving the family dynamic of the
1: cons. What did you think about this opening episode? uh, Because I don't know that much about, I know Ms. Marvel, I know in the comics she was an Inhuman, and since we have kind of, I don't know what we're talking about on the Inhumans when it comes to how we're dealing with that in MCU, like we, I mean, we got Black Bolt, but, and we got maybe Quake, I don't know. But we, we decided to do a little different so I was like okay well let's see where this goes but I definitely said I, I like the family dynamic like the not having I mean it's like cause I again I don't know anything about her so I need all the background like okay she's uh, I mean like they, they, they did kind of play like iCarly Hannah Montana almost I mean like kind of very much a Disney show and then the, maybe the superhero will come next so it's like okay but it I did, a lot of times, those those show like when our cousin, like a little cousin would have watching those in the background where we're like, wow, that's not funny. This one <laughs> didn't have that problem. I, I actually genuinely laughed during moments when I was like, like the opening credits makes you laugh. There's another couple moments here. You're like, that was genuinely funny. There's no caveat, no asterisks. That was funny. And I think I appreciated that. Like, all right, for my opening episode, I got some humor. And I under, I'm understanding kind of the family. Let's, I can go from here. I, it's a bad move, I think, to have this the same time as Obi-Wan. Because it, it was almost like, uh, I'm going to go Obi-Wan. Oh, I guess this is on. I'll, I'll also check this out. But, you know, it's it's Obi-Wan first. It's like, yeah, it
0: was it was interesting because I feel like this is a crowded time period for shows. You've got Stranger Things. You've got The Boys. You've got Obi-Wan. Now you throw Miss Marvel in the mix, and it's like, ah, there's so much stuff. And typically, that wouldn't be a bad thing, but you know there's going to be a lull at some point where there's just nothing. It's gonna be like, ah, I wish they had spaced some of this stuff out a little bit better. But I think Miss Marvel is right up there, right, right, just a notch below Obi-Wan in terms of my priority viewing. I still haven't finished season four of Stranger Things because Mike is a tool. And. Yeah, I talked about it in the last week. But I guess you've gone a little further and you know exactly what I'm talking I, I, about now. I,
1: I, I destroyed that whole season. I, I hadn't finished season three. And somehow within the span of two or three days, I finished three and four. And I'm like, I, I, we 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 need to talk about season four. When you actually finish it, okay. we definitely need to talk about that.
0: Okay. But I love how Kamala is a fangirl. And that's something that we haven't really seen in anything where she's all about the heroes and i think that's what made her so refreshing as a comic book character because readers can relate to her she's shipping characters and and you pointed out something that was cool i wanted want you to mention that in a second but i love the the animation as she's breaking down the in-game fight against thanos how and i love that 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 she got all that from scott lang's podcast which was
1: hilarious is, is, did you actually find... I I found it funny. I, I had to laugh because I was like, why is it the Hawkeye in the com- in the cartoon was cooler than they made co- Hawkeye until Hawkeye shows? Like, Come on, guys. Right. Like,
0: so that was funny. So we had that. And then I love the Mike Tyson's punch out. Not punch out. Mike Tyson's punch out. Where Thanos had a little crown like King Hippo and then was like down... That was funny. But mention that part that I totally... I heard and I thought it was funny but then you reminded me there was a whole other level oh, to that.
1: Yeah, it was like at the in like at the end of that scene she's like, "Hey, and I, hey, check out my next podcast cuz uh I got some secret info that here's a issue that uh Thor might actually be a gamer. And if you and somebody who just watched Endgame, it's like, "Oh, that's right. He is literally on the on the mic actually screaming to what was it? nerd, whatever, <laughs> he's actually going to put his head up his butt. It's like, it's like yeah, you, you hear that voice. You're like, hey, was that Thorner who just said that to me?
0: And I think one thing that I find really interesting with the in-game, in game future of the MCU is people know the Black Widow and Iron Man are dead, but at the Avengers Con, which we'll go into later... How do people know what the Guardians of the Galaxy look like? It wasn't like they were hanging around on Earth at any point in time. They fought Thanos and Bounce. So I don't know how there was all this merchandise and
1: people like, oh yeah, this is what they look like. I mean, I mean, you got Scott Lang. I mean, you got Scott Lang, and he probably does. I mean, because you're like Groot, he's like, is Mister Tree? He doesn't remember who Groot's name was. So he's just like Mister Tree or whatever, you know. And, like, he probably had it, it, enough of imaginations. Like, hey, you know, I'm an a engineer, so I'm a, probably a pretty good drawer. So I can at least do, com- I mean, sketches of these people to kind of like, oh, yeah, that guy was there, you know, we're best buds, you know. You know, I, I call him Mr. Star, Star Thing. Yeah, he was a good guy.
0: Yeah, but, it was just funny because I was like, why would these people know that? And I thought it was kind of funny with Rogers the Musical where they stuck to the avengers outfits from the first one at least all of the musical that we saw we saw their original costumes and i thought that made a lot of sense because so much of what they do beyond that is really away from eyes where people are seeing them in sokovia it's not like everybody has video cameras and is recording what they're doing because they're literally in the sky and everybody else is trying to get the heck out of there
1: Well, you you think about it. I'm sure some of those people on those rescue boats were were live streaming like, oh my gosh, I just got (laughs) saved by Quicksilver. Wait, how the heck is Quicksilver dead beside me? That makes no sense. He's a speedster. How could he not see bullets? The bullet? like Seriously? Still not letting that go.
0: and Never let it go. Never let it go. Never let it go. But yeah, I just, I love the show. I think that they made a pretty decent compromise with the bracelet uh, kicking off her powers. Maybe... We can still use that connection that her was it her aunt or grandmother who had that before? Feel like it was my aunt. Okay. Maybe she's an inhuman and it's some terigen mist in there and it just unleashed her powers so if they still wanted to go that inhuman route. They could. Uh, it's wide open. It's still at least at this point but they did kind of work in her embiggened powers where she did the stretchy deal and was like okay I think For a character like Ms. Marvel, some of her fun is that she can go big and stretch her limbs out and all that kind of fun stuff and it makes for a fun character even more fun because she looks cool in just a visual sense because she's stretching out and doing all that stuff. I assume, much like with Scarlet Witch, they didn't want to have any blurring of the lines with Mr. Fantastic and her powers, especially when... Mr. Fantastic is coming because they didn't want to confuse mainstream audiences. Hey, he's ripping off Kamala's powers.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I think mainstream is like that, that ship's kind of sailed. It's like there were Fantastic Four movies. It's not like they're, no one remembers them. They you would be
0: surprised thing. how much people forget these movies.
1: And everyone no, should forget it, that it, last one. Again, like, it, it's on Disney Plus, and you know, you might have checked it out. Like, and you, it was, on Netflix for the longest time so you people who wanted to would probably remember that they saw some commercials like, <laughs> uh, but I think it probably is much more they didn't want to confuse people like yeah we're going to have these guys as a very high they're going to be a movie character so let's not try and duplicate powers at any stretch if we don't have to I see what you did there with stretch nice
0: well played alright so Miss Marvel's good go watch it It's a lot of fun and don't worry about no supervillain showing up or some cameo, just just watch it. It's fun and a good time. Now let's talk Obi-Wan Kenobi. So our minds were sufficiently blown with the clash of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and episode four, part four picks up basically right after that. Obi-Wan is burned. Like, there are significant burn marks on him. He's got to go spend the time, a little dunk in the back to tank. Those back to tanks must be gold during the Empire era because if you got one, you are set. It's like the Lazarus it's, pit of Star Wars.
1: You know, the funny thing is, like, that is, like, in the video game, the Old Republic, the back to is literally, like, half the reason. Like, the war is always fought trying to make sure the place that makes back to is. You have access and it makes perfect sense. I Every totally time, get it. You know, like, hold it. Totally. It's like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like everybody wants that back to
0: Yeah, you need the to baby. So that was and I love how Deborah Child, the director, did like a cut between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in his little pool or whatever it is. I don't know if he cares about getting healed up, so he's just chilling in there and being suspended. And we're seeing both of them kind of reflect on the fight. And there's no smile on on Anakin slash Vader's face, but Obi Wan wakes up and he's like, "Oh my gosh, get me out of here!" And the trauma still exists and it's still real.
1: Yeah, I, 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 again, I think one of the really things I really like about this uh, show so far has been, I mean, it was the great idea to just have one director running the whole thing, not switching any tones. Like, hey, you can write different, but I can use the direction is like it's not jarring. And it's like she did it. I think Deborah Drow did a great job on like, hey, I got this. You're going to enjoy it. Enjoy I mean, and she's done a great job.
0: So I'm so happy that I finished Jedi Fallen Order before watching this show because there's so many similarities with characters. And then I felt like there was a scene directly from Fallen Order where, all right, we're going to go invade the Inquisitor's base, which is basically a big part of Fallen Order and you gotta go underwater and do all this stuff and and Obi-Wan's doing that. But before I go back to the Inquisitors, let me talk about how cool Tala is. I love Tala, she's a great character, reminds me so much of Jen Arso, just in a sense of no one is feeling the extra need to prop her up. She's just a good character and she does cool things which invariably makes Audiences like me, like you, go. She's cool. We don't need every character going. Tal is so amazing. She's so cool. We can see her do cool stuff. She's cool.
1: Yeah, I think, any, and no one links anybody because it's, it's it's you don't want a hero that has to be propped up. I think mean, we've if you've listened to our podcast, if you've watched the YouTube videos. You see most of our complaints are when the hero has to be propped up. Like and it's, it's just like. You should just want to be a hero. You shouldn't wait till oh my gosh, you're so awesome. Now go do something. We need you to do. It's like that shouldn't be how we emulate. We adulate our heroes. I mean, and it's it's like hey, you do it. Thanks, we appreciate you. And Tyler was like, yeah, this might blow my cover, but let's go. It was like that was like okay. I'm a, I got one. I I got I can do this gag one time, and after that, I am public enemy number five. Like. And I'm, but I'm gonna do it because it'll help the galaxy. And, it, and it, I think we all like, hey, I actually saved Obi Wan. Uh, <laughs> y'all want me to say this loop, Leia? I think it's, let, let's go. And it wasn't like Tala. Oh my gosh, you're the great. Thank you, Tala. My gosh, we could we could never run the underground if it wasn't for Tala. Like, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like, we get it. So
0: we got to see O'Shea Jackson Jr. as Roken, and. He was very sensible. Hey, man, you're gonna mess everything up. I need you out of here. And I, I like when characters get that kind of blowback from other people who talk sense and don't just go, eh, okay. But that was a really nice reveal that he was married to a Jedi and the Inquisitors hunted her down and killed her. And he was just like, all right, whatever. I'm getting payback. I'm getting revenge and I'll help you out. So like that, and then we had two pilots None of them are rebellion members. They're no, they're not fighters. This is still a little bit before Ezra and crew are are getting people and and starting up everything.
1: I love this there, there period. Is no rebellion. There is no rebellion. Probably, I think mean, we're not going to see anything in a true rebellion until Andor. So it's it's literally like five or six years before that spark of hope is even. In the galaxy, it's like everybody's just like we're under ten years in imperial rule, and it sucks. Right. And I think this is such a fascinating period for Star Wars,
0: with their TV shows and animation, because it's what are we going to do? The Empire is running everything. So I was kind of thinking with the Bad Batch, I would have loved if we got two seasons of them just in the middle of the Clone Wars, being a crack elite. Um. Separatist bashing crew, faction, squad, whatever you want to call them. And then that third season, or at the end of season two, we see, oh shoot, Order 66 is started. And then we see what's going on, cause I feel like I didn't get enough of what I really wanted from the Bad Batch. And now it's like, okay, but they're operating in this space of, here's what's going on immediately after the Empire takes over. And I think that's really fertile ground. So we've got Obi-Wan set 10 years. So there's so much material that they can continue to mine at this point in the Star Wars saga. And then we're gonna have Andor, which is gonna be a little bit later after Obi-Wan. And we know at some point Rebels gets into this mix as well. And this show is really making me watch, get like, okay, I gotta watch, rewatch Rebels. I gotta watch Rogue One again. I feel like Obi-Wan, The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Rebels, Clone Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, has totally rekindled my complete obsession, love of all things Star Wars, most things Star Wars, and they've just set it up so well, where it's like, man, so much feeds into something else, and oh, cool, this is a reference in the prequels, and this is teasing stuff we're gonna see later on in the original trilogy, it's really, a great time to be in Star Wars, especially for people like you and I, who were able to watch the original trilogy as they came out and watch them on constant rotation on TV, burn through the D- the VHSes, VHS. yeah, special
1: edition VHS, yeah, the yeah.
0: whole deal. It's just like we, you know, we got to see it from the or you know from the start, and to see where it is now is really exciting.
1: I mean. The funny thing is, I it, I really want to see. Like, I'm hoping Andor does a really good job of like. Vader is bad. I mean, like Obi. I, I really appreciate. Like I said, like I said last week, they didn't make Obi. I mean, uh, Vader some conflicted dude who just wasn't as bad as you really thought. They made that dude evil, and I appreciate that. I hope Andor goes a little further. It's Like, you got to make it so. Empire has to look bad it can't look like it's you you can't see oh well they could have had a right you, I hope they go to real just these dudes are horrible bad and this is what really sparks the rebellion like everybody else has their small little things but I, I hope they use and or really is it's like nah we've seen like because there's no Death Star but you definitely you need to get to that point where they're blasting systems out they're starving, I mean like really showing this is a fascist, just horrible government and this is why rebellion would start, to stop to the topple them, Not because right now it still almost looks like from a certain point of view, Dark Cities is right, it's like, hey the Jedi could have stopped the Separatists, I did they shouldn't, they could have not tried to assassinate me but they did do I need to mention that I started the Clone Wars? That's irrelevant. <laughs> we don't need to get there. It was Dooku when I told him to. But I <laughs> do. You need to know that now. I think it like they got to get to the point where it's like, nah, these guys are just horrible. They need to be taken out of par, and that's why you see the spark of the rebellion and Andor, uh, Rogue One, and Rebels. And you're gonna be like,
0: yeah, they had to come to them. Get it, guys. Yeah. So very minor aside, because I know we're on Obi-Wan and I'm just going all these different directions. These joys are making it so hard now for me to figure out how to watch Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's and I'm not complaining, but before it was a very simple Star Wars Empire Prequels, Return of Jedi, Call It A Night. Thank you. Now it's like there's so many levels to it. All right, it's... It's... where do I slide in the prequels? Because, you know, I always thought that if you watch it... Just like... I mean, you can't watch it like in an evening or a weekend now. You're just like set aside a month. But Mm -hmm. if you were exposing this to someone who for the very first time... Never seen anything. I would have always said... If they were in a bubble and didn't know about Darth Vader. It's better to go star wars then empire the big bomb Show, and then show how anakin became
1: darth vader your, your three movie, i i always disagree with you your three movie flashback i'm like i i much more like the sequential order of the movies but and now it's like there's no way you could watch that without like you are you just gonna really forget about rogue one <laughs> I feel like, like there's no way. There is no way. If I'm going to Star Wars marathon, I am skipping Rogue One. It's nope. Be I mean, just can't do it. Like yeah, and that directly feeds into New Hope. So it's like can't do it. I think they have done
0: so much supplemental material. Supplemental material now that you have to watch it in chronological order and. And I think some of why I was going like, hey, it makes more sense to put the prequels in the middle is because the technology is, hey, I've got this brand new CGI. I can do all this cool stuff. And watching that and then going to Star Wars is a big leap. But I think between Obi-Wan, Andor, and Rogue One, they're dialing down the technology to make it line up better with Star Wars, A New Hope. And then it'll feed into that smoother. So then after Return of the Jedi, we've got The Mandalorian, Seasons 1 and 2, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian 3 or Ahsoka, slash Rebels 5. So much stuff. Just like, <laughs> it's Shut a, it's a secret, right. Um. But yeah, man, I, I'm loving it. So anyway, we had Obi-Wan... Realizing that Leia is captured by Riva and the Inquisitors, we've got to go to the base.
1: We all seeing Riva.
0: We get to Reva soon. <laughs> so they go to the base, and I love the setup of the Inquisitors' headquarters. It's surrounded by water. I thought that was a really cool contrast to Mustafar, which is all black and red and lava flowing. This is deep water, and Obi-Wan gets in, and he's still trying to, like, how do I get back to the Force? How do I do this? And then when he's starting to deflect those Stormtrooper blasts, you could see it was like, oh, that muscle memory started kicking in. And then he did his little twirl of the lightsaber. It was like, yeah, he's back. He's starting to believe. So that was
1: fun. Yeah, he is the one
0: right uh, he is the one Obi-Wan
1: yeah I, I they've done a good I mean it's like and it's just four episodes in and you're like I mean I had that realization today I'm like wait there's just two more weeks to this I didn't sign up for this but <laughs> right. I'm like but I also there's like hope in my head I'm like you do know what probably should happen in episode five right that should be that should be the return the the the, the, the return of the duel like
0: yeah.
1: it's like that probably means a Vader sighting like, I'm, I'm I'm always down for that.
0: I feel like obi has to start clearing the field a little bit.
1: But, but he can't. That's the funny thing. All of the... Because all of the Inquisitors that they use for uh, this, except Reva, are in Rebels.
0: Now, question, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. In Rebels, are they all done with by the time this show is done?
1: Oh, yeah, they're all... They're, they're either killed by Ezra or Maul. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's and Ahsoka. Yeah. The, the the last Ahsoka duel before we saw her in... Uh, Clone Wars? Uh, in, 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 uh, in, no, no. In uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. But well, that wasn't that the was same kind of duel. But
0: yeah, I got you. Okay. So, yes. Now... Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. You say that wasn't the same kind of duel? She didn't have a lightsaber when she was fighting Ahsoka? I'm, so, I'm talking about Ahsoka versus Darth Vader.
0: No, not that. Oh, you're talking that one. I thought you were talking about the one on Mandalorian. No, the, the Vader one absolutely counts. I was like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> that what? absolutely I'm counts. You,
1: I'm, I'm about to leave this on my own podcast.
0: <laughs> so, we've got that. Now, let's go to Reva, who's starting to become problematic. And. We've talked ad nauseum about how stupid these idiots are. About how much... Oh, we can't stand Reva. She's black. Ah!" But there is a real problem. That Reva is way too competent on every possible level. And I don't even understand how she's the third sister. She should have been the Grand Inquisitor from Jump. Because she never makes a mistake. She's always 18 steps ahead of everyone. And knows... In plans for any contingency, even though it makes no sense. So this episode was the absolute worst. Cause last week I was kinda like, how did Reva get ahead a of Leia while she's in a tunnel? Like how did she get to the other side of the tunnel? She didn't even know yeah, where the yeah, tunnel I mean, was.
1: That was there yeah, didn't it? You just like, it's a tunnel. You can't figure out the <laughs> endpoint of the tunnel if you've never been in the tunnel. Like, yeah. I'm sure I know where this underground rail where the tunnel's gonna pop up. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. like, you can't say, oh, I use the force to figure out who was gonna meet. Him. Like, that, no. Yeah. You can't be. I mean, it's like, that, it was like, yes, it looks menacing, but when you think about it, it's like, nah, that's that's not. It, it gets you to the point you get this conflict you want, but it's like, you gotta st- almost make it look like it's an accident versus an all-seeing, know it all like yeah we don't we that that's we don't like none of, we don't like that i mean i think now it's like we don't want to come in i don't want to be associated with those idiots who have issues regardless i got actual factual issues of your where they decided to go with Reba right now it's like and now we're two episodes in i mean two, two left. episodes left i'm gonna need to see why a she has this hard on for oh gosh i'm Turning the whole PG-12 off. I need to figure out why she hates Obi-Wan so much. I need some backstory on her because it's like mostly Inquisitors. We assume we're just forced into that, but we kind of in our heads like she's probably one of those kid Jedi we saw in the first episode, and we need to kind of build on that and why it's like we can see that's why the other Inquisitors hate her because it's like you weren't you didn't you came in this after you got turned from the Jedi. But we're not. We're we are left to imply it's being implied versus we need to actually see is that a thing? And I think otherwise it's like oh the reason why I know why good guys do this because I was taught by these people. It's like we need you. We need that context in there. It's like okay, we might not like it, but we understand. Yeah, and
0: so this episode Reva was went to a whole other level. She's interrogating Leia, and. Really like trying to manipulate her and I like that. That was good and Leia was like, I don't care what you say I'm not giving up anybody. I'm not naming names Love that that shows that young spark that fire that she's got that we see throughout the rest of the original trilogy and it just seemed very much in line with Leia and Obi-Wan and Tala managed to go in and and Obi-Wan finds a crypt of Jedi that was like, oh man, I was looking real close. I didn't see anyone that I was supposed to remember.
1: Did you? You know, I saw the dude Dread, but I'm like I am like oh that's I was like, oh, is that uh not Kyle, um Quaylin Voss, but it's like, no, they wouldn't have mentioned him that throwaway if they were just gonna throw him away as like kinda of, they would or at least they would have actually shown you him the Quaylen, uh Quaylen Voss in you know, in there. But other than that, it was just, oh, these are random people and a youngling who was like, "Hey, he was probably turned the exact same time that Reva was turned, but he didn't. He didn't turn, yeah. so that's his it's his punishment." But I was like, hey uh, it, it looked sinister. I think yeah. I think that's the the visual of sinisterness was very well done." Yeah, so
0: Reva is just I don't know what her deal is. It's like she's it really sincerely seemed that she thought Obi Wan had died, right? Or was she, no. like, lying?
1: Okay. No, she was she was lying because, she's, again, she's trying to manipulate a 10-year-old. Okay.
0: All right. So, Reva gets called from interrogating Leia to deal with Tala, who they're not quite sure if she's lying to them or she's a spy for the Empire. And that's all of her interaction with Leia. And then Leia gets broken free by Obi-Wan he's pulling off the lightsaber tricks he's opening up the water tunnels really cool stuff great moments from Obi-Wan Vader then comes go, go ahead
1: now, so also from Fallen absolutely. Order absolutely yeah, like, yeah. Very, very much is like if you guys don't understand these are callouts, outs like from yeah. Fallen Order you guys need to play the game it's, it's, it's like and we'll play I mean very much like yeah like that looks like the Inquisitor Fortress that I had to have some issues like, with exactly like, some nightmares.
0: I'm kind of thinking uh, Cameron Monaghan is not doing anything. Can he show up one or two? Can we just get a fallen order
1: series? Just putting it out there. I mean, I mean, they're they're remade, They're doing a part two of the game. If you would like to have a cameo in season two of uh, Kenobi, not gonna stop you. Yeah. All right. So then
0: Vader is pissed somehow. Obi Wan came to the base, took Leia, and he is looking for next to snap. Oh, here's <laughs> Reva. And he is like, Whe? and it's like, yes, this is Vader going hard. But this is where I think the writers have really backed themselves into a corner with her because she cannot make a mistake. Because if she does, Vader's going to snap her neck. And that may still happen over the course of these next two episodes. But until then, she has to be flawless because we already know she has zero leash now she can't make a mistake or vader's I mean, gonna kill I
1: guess this is kind of like and i know and i mean it's, it's like kind of this i don't want it to be satisfying when a bad guy gets there coming up from another bad guy i want it to be a good guy coming like the way it's painted like she's gonna get vader's just gonna get pissed and it's like he's i mean <laughs> He's just going to hit an Empire Strikes Back Vader day. I don't want explanations. Get out of my face. I don't care. Like, apology accepted. Need read about yeah. lost. I And I don't want the, the folks that generally did not like her based on joke to feel satisfaction when she dies. I think that's the big thing. I I don't want them. I don't want them any satisfaction at all. But, it, you know, it's probably going to come. And it's like, Because it, it just can't. She can't be this flawless. She has to. She's going to overpromise one thing, and Vader is going to kill her. It's not going to be Obi-Wan. It's Vader going to kill her.
0: Yeah. So then we get to the most ridiculous part of the series, the season, where Reva's like, "Actually, no. I slipped a tracking device in Leia's droid so we can follow her. And I was just like, what the heck? That makes no sense because she had Leia, at the Inquisitor's Fortress, where no one could just casually pop in and be like, hey, I'm coming to get the princess. All right, catch y'all later. That was a big stretch, assuming it that Obi-Wan or anyone could go in through all that. And if she had that concern, why would she have more stormtroopers guarding Leia when she was doing anything else, when she was taking a bathroom break? Why didn't she have 20 stormtroopers no, I mean,
1: with her? Like, remember, she's she's interrupted from her interrogation of her a very important prisoner to deal with something else. So in that time, yes, she could have, I mean, and I'll trust, yes, she could have slipped a tracker, but what does she have as tracker? She's going got like like a pockets full of trackers randomly, puts them in droids. Like, <laughs> no, that didn't make sense. It's like, oh, I'm actually dealing with a high level prisoner. Tell fifth brother to go handle it. <laughs> like, handle that stuff. It's also on, on, on planet, like, Let's go handle that. I don't, I got, I got my thing to deal with. That didn't, like, and it's yeah. like, oh, well, the reason she used that, it's like, you're yeah. really stretching. That, that so was a She stretch. decides to take the interruption, but during that time, she slips Tracker into the droid, and then magically, because I don't remember how she, no, because that, that even that doesn't make sense, because it's like, she had to give Leia the droid back. I did not see her give Leia the droid back.
0: She could have put Lola on the table. That, I, I'm. But
1: but if you do that, you have to say, you have to show her putting the droid in there. Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It's like, how do you just randomly not let Leia see you put a tracking droid?
0: She wasn't looking up at her the whole time. So it was like, she was kind of looking down. Oh, no, she could have slipped it. She's a Jedi. I get, or Force sensitive. I get that. My main problem is why she put a tracking device in Lola in the first place. She had no reason to do that. There's no incentive. No. And and we mentioned this on text. Vader in Star Wars is like, I want to track device on this ship that I know is coming to try to free the princess. She can be of use to us. Oh, okay. I killed Obi-Wan. I'm feeling good about myself. Let him go. And then we'll go find, we'll follow them to Yavin and blow them up and be done with the Rebellion. That made perfect sense. In Empire, they ha- he is prepared, taking every precaution. He is tired of chasing after the Millennium Falcon for these last days or whatever, this last week. He's been chasing it, hunting them down. He's found them. He's not going to let them get out of his sight. And he knows now that this is his main pathway to Luke. Slip a tracking device on there because Luke will clearly go back to whoever's in the Millennium Falcon and because that's his crew, that's his main friend group. He
1: doesn't have—he doesn't have access to the Red Five, so he's yeah. Going, he needs a rescue, and they're coming for him. They're like, coming he came, for him. They came for him. He came for them. They're gonna come back for him. Yeah, that's that's easy understanding in And in
0: both of those cases, Vader knows that other people are in route coming. So it's Han, Obi Wan, Luke, Chewie, etc. They're coming to the Death Star. So he's got time to slip a tracking device whenever. He knows when they go, hey, this uh, X-Wing is coming. Perfect. I'll go deal with him. You put a tracking device in the Millennium Falcon. Those all check out. There's no way Riva is going, hey, um, go put a tracking device in that droid. That do not make any sense. Yeah. And
1: Cause it, it, it's like, how do you know? Like, because... Obi Wan might have actually been too injured to to help. He might have sent somebody else. Like they might. So it would have been. And if you if it's not Obi Wan, Vader's gonna kill you. Yeah. So it's, it's not. Like he doesn't care about other Jedi. He's like that's y'all's job. Like I'm here for Obi Wan. I I sit in my back to team. I'm not here for any random dudes. Like y'all. That's why. I, that's why I basically trained y'all morons to do this. Like <laughs> y'all handle my and, light work. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, I decided to let them. It's like, wait, so you expected some Jedi to infiltrate our ginormous <laughs> tower freaking. full of stormtroopers, death yeah. troopers, Imperial officers, and force-sensitive moron. <laughs> get through all of those and still get laid. We So I'm thinking... If, point Vader should have just killed half y'all just to show how confident you were for letting him in in the first place and not keeping him here like you didn't I didn't need to go leave out of here you should have kept him here yeah somebody needs to pay for that exactly so like Empire Strikes Back Vader would not have let that in he would have <laughs> not let that slip he would
0: not have so it was just I think the writers really need to be careful going forward with Riva because she can't anticipate everything every time Otherwise, she just becomes a bad character.
1: Yeah, I think next. I, I, mean, I hate to say this. I think next episode probably needs to be her last episode. Like, and it needs to go from her to Vader versus Obi Wan in episode I mean, six. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, it's like I'm tired of waiting for Obi Wan. I I know how to get him here. Get out of my way. Like, I yeah. think that's. I mean, that's. It's like, and we still got to figure out because of the one. I mean, our our episode 2 problem. You can't kill maybe that Grand Inquisitor. We need a introduction of another one who looks more like the one from Rebels is Grand Inquisitor to take over. There's still
0: plenty of time for him to show up.
1: Yeah, we need, we need the action because it's like we, we know there's a title Grand Inquisitor just gets passed along but probably need to like hey, we're not discrediting Rebels by having a guy who looks kind of like that dude. Like, so... Yeah, I would appreciate you know putting the, uh, you know the more rebels looking Grand Inquisitor into.
0: Maybe he's around to fight. Let me jump ahead here. I had other things I wanted to talk about, but I absolutely need to talk about this bit of news coming from DC. In its latest Variety report, there's some mixed thoughts on the future of W, the WB, the DC characters. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav is frustrated that DC's cinematic output has been inconsistent and that there hasn't been sufficient long-term planning in terms of rolling out sequels and follow-ups to popular movies. Alright, well, they're, they're addressing that. They've announced Joker 2 is coming to the light of Not Me and we've got an Aquaman sequel, I mean, they have done a sequel to Wonder Woman. they have done sort of a sequel to Suicide Squad. It does seem very weird. We don't have a Man of Steel. We never got a standalone Ben Affleck Batman movie. Those are two bad mistakes. Flash is still in limbo right now. It's just a weird setup of how they've done things. But this was the real part that I thought you were gonna find was very funny. So this Variety article says, whoever's in charge of DC is gonna face challenges, including the fate of Superman, for suggesting that Henry Cavill might be aging out of the role. Now, that could be the writer's take, but Henry Cavill's 39 years old and he does not look like he's too old to be Superman. Too old to play the Man of Steel. They just need to go, Henry, what is it going to take to make this right? Bring him back. Every time I watch him in any of these DC Superman films, he's he's got the right idea, and I think they just need to change to make more of a lighthearted Superman. What's your thoughts? Well,
1: I mean, like, I, if you've paid attention, like, today, like, the head of uh, DC Warner Brothers uh, is stepping down, and Ray Fisher's like, glad to see you go. I mean, it's very much one of those deals. It's like, they're they screwed up that whole Warner Brothers uh, DC movie property heiress And it is it is very much like we, it's Spain, you're like, there's too much fertile ground for y'all to not, not be making money. They, you guys should have three movies planned on like an arc of these movies before we go to jump. Like we should know what the third movie is before. Like where do you want to take us? Like you don't have to have it all fleshed out, but now that we've we've gone and left the snyderverse which snyderverse was going to take us there but you guys didn't want to go there so it's like all right we have actors like nobody's talking about gal gadot And janelle and she, you know, she's not aging yeah. i just watched her in uh, what was it uh death on the Nile? like yeah she's not aging now y'all got two or three more movies easy uh, you you have to i mean you, you have to and unfortunately because you guys didn't sign up on Batman on Ben Affleck. You gotta you gotta recast a Batman for that universe. You need Henry Cowell back. It's it's one hundred percent like you can't have a dude. who's like I'm hey I'm willing to pitch a dagger on script to help them get me back in this role. Like it makes no sense. And it's like yes you do need to, some people's heads need to roll because they were incompetent. They didn't. If you didn't want Snyderverse, you should have came up with the plan after. So you I mean. As much as I love... I mean, I love reading some of Jeff Johns' books. But it's like, Jeff Johns, you were in charge. You're no longer in that role. Like, you you should have had... Pandemic should have had three movies lined up, ready to go. And it shouldn't have been delayed. We should have had three great movies a year. Because we are going... Are we competing against Marvel or are we not? Are we just having these trash world things that... I know i talked about people like, oh, mess around with these elsewhere. <laughs> but that's what y'all's big universe is, is a bunch of elsewhere crap. Like, yeah. it's, you could literally have, I mean, like, Superman is General Zod's kid and call that the next movie and you'll be like, well, see, we made a Superman movie. Like, you're idiots. Like, you, you, like, I mean, Chief are getting to them far better, better than I can. But it's like, they need to say, hey, we have, what is our 10-year plan? Like, straight up, we got the people. What are we doing? Because we need writers attached, directors, script writers to attach to properties on all this. And we might not have a big blowout movie, but we need three movies for all of these guys and ready to go in the next 18 months and get them in production as soon as humanly possible. And anybody who's not willing to do that, get lost. So we got
0: the new Black Adam trailer, and I didn't feel. So when I watched the trailer for Green Lantern, after I watched it, I was like, this is okay. But as a movie that came out in 2008, I f- no, was it 2011 for that? I felt like it had missed the boat and it really felt like if it had come out in early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, people would be like, oh, this is great. But coming out so late, it felt like a relic. And watching Black Adam, I had no excitement. I was just like, ugh. This is more exciting
1: because it's
0: DC. Well, some of that is just because I feel like Dwayne Johnson really doesn't feel the need or care about mixing up his character portrayals. So he's really the same character in every movie. And The Rock is my man. He's super charismatic, but I don't know. I was just like, eh, yeah, it kind of looks the part of Black Adam, I guess, but I don't know if he's the best man's name arnold voslo um was in scorpion king or mummy one of those i think I he say, would first, have uh, made for a better yeah the mummy and he's super old now but i know he, he was he's too old but he's more of a guy who i would think of as black adam i think dwayne johnson is just gonna play the rock in this movie and the trailers don't make me think he's any different than hobbs or Anybody else that he's played Roblox, just same dude, and I was really I annoyed. More hot to me, yeah. That's what I was. Doing. Yeah, I was a little blown watching the trailer and seeing the costume designs of characters for the first time because I was like, why does Black Adam not just have the gold boots? I mean, why does he need to be all black? And what is the deal with Hawkman having a red shirt? I was just red
1: armor. They didn't want. I mean, they didn't want the the dude with his shirt off the whole time. I mean, I'm sure that would have been annoying for you, dude, you gotta carry these wings and CGI or whatever. And, like, that's, that's, they always, like, say, that's, that's the thing, we're not doing that. But I, I mean, I, I looked at it like Wait a second, in do... Smallville, didn't no boy not have no, he, I he... just watched it. He had a, like a chest, a gold chest plate because they actually had the wings on there and it wasn't No, CGI. no CGI.
0: But, I mean, yeah, a gold yeah. one. I don't know why they got this
1: red thing, bro. It's like, why are y'all doing this? It's just the it's colors are color weird. Drink. But, I mean, like, I... Well, it was funny because it was like, y'all are trying to make him an anti-hero, but it's like... Right. It's kind of funny. It's like, if you want to do that, you got to go way into his mythology, kind of like when it's ISIS and him, like that... I think it was pre-52 when you actually had the Black Adam comic. Like, that was really good. I was mad they actually canceled that. But you got to take it something like there, and then you're trying to shoehorn the JSA in there. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is he... And that's, like, in their group text, I'm like, is this the same Earth that has Superman? Because we've never mentioned the JSA. Like, are they... I thought the JSA was going to be in the 50s, and, you know, we weren't going to see Black Adam because at that point... That would contradict Shazam. Why Shazam actually... He still technically has Shazam's powers. It's not like he can get him back. It's like... It was so much like... Wait a minute. This doesn't make sense to your universe. And why have we never heard of the JSA at no, all? No, and
0: Shazam, they mentioned the champion who kind of turned. That was clearly a reference to Black Adam. So they yeah. covered that. I just felt like... This movie felt like a 2010 comic book movie. Like, the soundtrack was like, look at how cool we are. And it's just like, but it's not cool. I've watched these movies. I know you're not going to deliver what I want. And I think that was my main takeaway. Like, yep, yeah, nothing yeah. in this movie made me go, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be the turnaround film.
1: You know, the funny thing is, like, they talk about, hey, I think Henry Cavill is going to age out of Rosa. I'm um, sorry, how old is Dwayne? He's not young. Because Dwayne is going to be in the role of Black Adam. I'm thinking at least two or three more movies, and he's going to get his fight with Superman. So (laughs) we might as well pencil that in. Dwayne Johnson is 50 years old. We're talking him aging out. I mean, he doesn't look like he's aging out. I keep watching that dude's workout videos. It's like, yeah, he he ain't aging out.
0: He ain't (laughs) aging out anything. His hair may have aged out years ago, but the rest of them, solid. All right, well, it's that time of the year. Of <laughs> the year? Yeah. I mean, I'm just well, wrapping It is the 20 year for it. my Dummy of the Week. Okay. It's that
1: time of the week. Who is your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Well, as, is I, as is I kind of cut you off, it is that time of the year for the annual uh, sprinkling of Nick Cannon's Cannon. Uh, baby number
0: nine, baby ten, 12,
1: nine times. Wow, great. Uh, That's a lot. Nick Cannon is getting, uh, seeding the world with his genetics. Uh, and baby number nine is on the way. Uh, and man's never going to stop working. I mean, it, at this point, he, he's he's really going to have, like, it's going to be him, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, not Gary Payton, but Sean Kemp. They're going to have a convention of just the kids. And they're going to be like, hey, which one are you? Oh, are we cousins? Because we got, like, we, we've been populating, like, the whole... Every place there are black people, we, we got folks. So. I think
0: Nick Cannon I, secretly wants to own a basketball team populated by his children.
1: Three more to go. I mean, hey, Lonzo. Ball, I mean, uh, was Lonzo Ball's dad Lamar? <laughs> I mean, hey, he, he stopped at three. Lamar stopped at three. And he's like, I can I can get a whole team by the end of this. I'm gonna get a team. <laughs> so for Nick Cannon, him deciding, to, you know, I
0: mean, uh, the mascots the- right there, the cannons. So.
1: Hey, it, it, he might have to start work, keep working to own a franchise, but he's going to have the teams filled. Right. No contract negotiations necessary.
0: <laughs> all right, son, number seven, I got you. You get a salary increase. Yeah. My dummy <laughs> is all these idiots who are review bombing Obi-Wan Kenobi on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score for it right now is 58% because, oh my gosh, black people. ah uh... Diversity in my Star Wars, keep it away. So stupid. And I understand why Rotten Tomatoes has this setup where people can just go and trash it to this degree. The critic score is 88%. Typically, in the biggest extreme, there's like a 10% difference between the critic, the audience. In most cases, the critics may be harsher than the audience. This is a major 30% shift in opinion. And I think Rotten Tomatoes needs to do something about this.
1: Didn't they do that for one show when they were like, yeah, we're taking down these reviews because they're not. Yeah,
0: I-, I checked it because I wanted to see if they had actually done something because it's just absurd. I mean, it's like, I don't know if people care about the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes because it's not like people are going for the audience. I mean, you can just go to the critics for that, and the audience is just everyone else. And typically, no one on the audience is writing anything. So yeah. I think it's just stupid. And I don't know if what they think they're accomplishing here outside of,
1: ha, we made it rotten. Woo! I mean, like, you think how they did with Black Lightning is like they basically, I mean, Black Lightning got buried before it had a chance to take off like they'd review bomb the heck out of that thing and by episode two it was like in the 20s or something like that and once everybody stopped bombing it was like you were actually able to give it a legit score based on it was still one of the cw's lowest rated shows and there was some like season two was justified for some of those low ratings after that but like obi Wan kenobi's like do you really think anyone cares what the fans you no, not the fans, the same ones that Obi-Wan I mean, even you know, McGregor says y'all are trash and you are trash and you're not Star Wars fans like? Yeah. No one cares what y'all think.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. And again, Rotten Tomatoes needs to do some sort of verification process or make it so people just can't go, I'm gonna create a bot that's gonna make all these negative reviews. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, it's stupid, but Obi-Wan Kenobi's not. We didn't even get to talk about the boys. Um, another episode's dropping, so I want to get your take on that soon, and I will watch Stranger Things Season 4 so we can talk about that next week. Alright, BroShot, thank you as always for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for watching and listening. This episode of Last Movie Files has been filed. Mm-hmm.